Welcome everyone to our podcast. Today we're talking about distractions in our life. Oh, we've had a lot of them just to start this. Yes. <laughs> distractions. I don't know if you ever struggle with distractions in your life, but we've been talking about it recently yeah. and we're trying to figure it out because I think sometimes when you're at least a millennial, I'm a millennial, distractions take over your life. Yeah. <laughs> not sure if you're watching this right now as a distraction it's possible yeah but it's okay because we're talking about man what does it mean to like fight to focus for our attention like what fight to focus right i don't even know where to start right right <laughs> well i think we can start with our phones that's okay. the biggest piece of distraction in we our could lives start and end on our phones really yeah <laughs> Yeah, so your phones, I mean, we touch our phones like 60 times a day, the average American, I think, and um, there's all these stats about how much screen time we have and all of this stuff, and and I read these stats like five hours a day or three hours a day, and I think to myself, man, it's just like TV used to be. People used to always complain about rotting your brains out watching TV, and now it's... But even that, I don't even think... We were watching TV as much as we're on our phones. No. Because to sit down and watch TV, you had to purposely do it. And so many times we're looking at our phones without even intentionally doing that. We're just subconsciously yes, we staring look, at our screen. Staring at our phone while... While watching Watching TV, TV yeah. So it's just like double... Double points. But that's okay. I think that's the world we live in. We just have to figure out how to fight for our attention. Because here's the thing. As a Christian, we know that what we give our attention to changes our perspective and the way we think and the way we uh, pray. Yeah. The way we do everything is all like funneled through whatever we give our attention to. So whatever you look at first in the morning. Whatever you do last that night, right? Right. These types of things that our phone has really taken over, at least in my life. Yeah. We've had, I mean, we've had little seasons of trying to create boundaries around our phones and stuff, but it's just so easy for the habits to creep back in. Yeah. It's like you don't even, you hardly even notice before it's happening again because maybe you intend to keep your phone out of the room, but like, one night you forget to do it and you're up in the middle of the night and you just reach for your phone because it's there. So it's, it's like those habits. I don't even, in order to safeguard and keep the good habits, so like the good boundaries around your phone, you almost have to be like ruthless because casually trying to do it doesn't work. I casually tried to like turn my phone off after getting the kids from school every day for a little while between like picking them up from school and when they go to bed and it like kind of worked for a few days but because it wasn't there was no ruthless situation with that like there are always circumstances where you might need to call someone or you forgot to send a text and then it just comes right back on and before I even recognize it the habit's gone like (laughs) the habit that wasn't even created in the first place right so it's just I casually... It feels like a losing battle. Yeah. It is a losing battle. Yeah. There's like... Because you're you're fighting a, a current. So whenever you're yeah. fighting a current... Because our culture and everything, the way the life is built today, is like a stream of water going one way. And so if you want to fight, it feels like everything's going to keep pushing you downstream. I casually got rid of carbs once. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted like a day, right? Right, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I I think that fighting to focus, all of those things, all all have to do with uh, a spirituality specifically. Now, if you aren't a Christian and you're fighting with your phone, it's very possible that you aren't living your best life or the life that you want to live because of these these things in our life that feels like there's right. just pushing us downstream when we never wanted to go that direction in the first place. So um, this is not the first time there has been a red flag in culture that says, hey, watch out. Right. Uh, there's not, everybody's distracted, right? There was TV. I think when the light bulb came out, I'm sure there was some <laughs> someone somewhere that's like, hey, watch out. Like maybe you shouldn't stay up all night uh, because people used to sleep like 11 right, hours a day. that's true. Like 10 as hours as a day. it was dark, yeah. Yeah, and then the light bulb came in, right? So every time something in technology progresses, our culture has this moment where we're all in and we just do whatever the culture, whatever technology says, and then we're stuck and we have to figure out, like, okay, that didn't work. Like when alcohol started having, they started making a lot of spirits back in the 1800s, you had this cultural moment where you had all these farmers who were drunk at lunch, basically. Mm -hmm. And this like and there was this world where they weren't just drinking beer, they were drinking like spirits and everybody was drunk. At least that's what the history books, at least is what they say. And so the culture reacted with prohibition. And so then when it reacted, the pendulum swung the other way and then that we outlawed alcohol for a season. And so uh and the Americans and the world has a certain relationship with alcohol now, right? But like now that we're about 15 years into a smartphone. Right. It's interesting that you bring up prohibition because I think that if we were to try to, and some people try, they try to like go to flip phones or like no phone or whatever. Yeah. They try to just get rid of it completely. I don't think that's the solution. I don't think that's working because our society has shifted in a way where these are using our phones like tiny computers and like full communication devices like we don't who even has a landline anymore right, right. like right. hardly anyone my dad does okay yeah i'm principal right? he says that he will get less spam calls on his oh, cell phone yeah. okay. if he does a landline <laughs> so i think they pay like 50 bucks a month for their landline that they don't use yeah but their landline probably doesn't like uh filter out the spam no. calls for them i don't know it? yeah I, yeah I, yeah, so, but really, I don't, just like prohibition, like, eradicating alcohol altogether, did that work? No, not right. really, right? right? You had like, the speakeasies and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, that wasn't really solving the problem. But and, today, we can get rid of alcohol and still live our life, but I'm not sure if we can get rid of our phones completely. Sure, I, I, I guess I just mean as a society, like, because really, controlling that and dealing with that, it's an individual, like daily decision and like creating boundaries around that like right. right so our phones are probably very similar yeah in that like we have to actually decide this is something that we don't want right. to take Got over it. our Got lives it. you know what i mean that's that's the comparison I'm making. right no i feel you because um, i feel like if we don't make that decision we will just go with the flow right yeah and even like i was thinking this morning like why didn't why didn't it work <laughs> <laughs> to turn off my phone, like to do that. Why didn't it stick? And I was realizing that there were all these things I didn't do to prepare for it because my life is now 
I, I've created a life where I am dependent on my phone for a lot of things. And because I didn't create a way to do those normal daily things without my phone, well, that's why it failed. So I was even talking to you about recipes. Well, I look like I'm not always just on social media on my phone. I look up like recipes that I use all the time on my phone. It's stored that way. And I was thinking, well, that was a reason sometimes that I would turn on my phone at dinner and then I'd get distracted because right. my phone would then be on again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I, but I needed it for a legit purpose. Well, what would happen if I took away the reason mm-hmm. for having that? What if I printed the recipes? Right. So, sure. so simple. Yeah. But like, I didn't prepare for that ahead of time, which like just led to failure, right. you know? Yeah. And then we have just, you kind of going backwards saying that's what we might have used to do, used to have done found a recipe and right. printed it now maybe we can do that again well yeah and, and so i was thinking i mean a lot of this like putting down your phone even for like a certain period of time might seem impossible to some people and in some ways it does feel a little impossible to me because i tried it and it was failing but i'm kind of just thinking through the reasons for why it failed and thinking you know I can do a better job of prepping myself to get rid of this distraction. Like just thinking through the ways, what are all the ways that I go to my phone that aren't just a mindless thing, but are really purposeful? And how can I go back to a way pre-phone time to do those things and not have to have it so there isn't an excuse to go back to it, you know? Yeah, and I think you're lucky to be able to do that. I I imagine there are so many people today who grew up with your cell phone. You got it when you were 10 or 12 or 13 and you, this is, there is no going back to before a cell phone. Like, there's so many hacks and, and ways you have to manage your time. And I think that the biggest, like, thing I wish I could say to the world is like, hey, you, we have to manage, we have to be able to like own and figure out how to handle technology today. It's not just get it and do whatever you want. Right. It will destroy you. So we know anxiety is through the roof. We know uh, all of these things, uh, people can't sleep. We know that depression's higher and a lack of connectivity between people. Like all of it can be rooted back to smartphone like indoctrinization and so we don't get rid of them but we have to manage it we have to become a master right and so like how do you do that i think that's the question and you probably have tried things before i know we have tried different things and so let's just talk about a few things that we can do to refocus our family's life refocus our lives Uh, i would say the first and easiest thing to do is to get your phone out of your bedroom yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you use your phone for work, right? Well, you should probably have some healthy boundaries when it comes to work anyways, where you shouldn't be answering your phone or responding to an email at all hours of the day, right? There right. are very few of us that have a job or a situation where we need that. So even just turning it off for a certain period of time is something that all of us should be able to do. Right. So I think that's a good start. And for those of you who struggle with being on your phone and doing things you ought not to do on your phone, your willpower lowers throughout the day. So at the end of the day, when you're most tired, you will end up doing things that you don't want to do on your phone. And so when you're most tired, get your phone out of your life, right? So that's like the first thing. So uh, park your phone somewhere, somewhere else, somewhere outside the room. 
Um, get an old alarm clock to wake yourself up. If you use your phone, uh, put your phone on the other side of the room. I'm not sure. Whatever works for you. We just started trying to put our phones to bed when, when we put our kids to bed. Put the kids to bed, the phones go to bed too. Um, so keep your phone out of your room. I think that's a big deal. Uh, notifications is a huge thing mm-hmm. if you are on social. Yeah. So at any time... The internet is trying to grab your attention because the more you're on Facebook, the more money people make. And so whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever, the algorithms learn when you look at those things and they remind you to go look at them again. And they'll use anything to remind you to look at them again. Hey, your friend liked another thing. (laughs) The phone knows that maybe you're interested that your friend liked the other thing, but it actually knows that that's the perfect time that you would normally get distracted on your phone. Right. right. And so it's capitalizing on your rhythms on your phone. So get rid of all social media notifications. Um, that's the second thing I would say. What would something that you would say for d- getting rid of distractions or handling your phone? Hmm. I mean, I guess just having some boundaries. If you have the flexibility to turn your phone off during periods of time when you're supposed to be paying attention to the people around you more than your phone, then that's helpful. I feel like maybe this is more of an issue for like certain generations than others. I don't know. I, I, I tend to do well, like if I'm in a coffee meeting or something, I don't, I'm not tempted to look at my phone. I think we, I think we as a culture are a little better at that. We're, okay. Yeah. I think, I think people are good at putting their phone away during meetings. Okay. They want to well, respect like, the other person they're with. So I want to counter that if you don't treat time like with your family or your spouse or a loved one or whoever it is you're supposed to be giving your undivided attention to, and it's not like a coffee date or a, a work meeting or something like that. Then if you don't, so if you don't set aside time where it's like that, do you ever, right? right so right. like, I guess my kids are the easy example for this. That's kind of why I was saying I was trying to turn my phone off <laughs> when they got to, when they got home from school and then maybe turning it back on or just checking it quickly to make sure there wasn't anything important after they went to bed. Because what I've noticed is that I... I'm really giving the least attention to the people in my life that matter the most. (laughs) And how sad is that, right? That the coffee date I'm in, that person is getting more of my undivided attention than my kids at home simply because I'm not treating it as important enough to keep my phone down, you know? So I would say just noticing if you are even creating opportunities for undivided attention with the people who are closest to you in your life. Because sometimes those are the ones where it's most casual, right? We see them all the time, so maybe it doesn't feel like a big deal. Right. But then, you know, at the end of the week, month, year, we realized we realized we've hardly given them undivided attention at all. Right. So. That's hard. Yeah, it is. Especially if you're at a football game or you're watching your kid dance at a, at a recital and then you're looking at your phone and they look to you and then you're... Right. Yeah. Right. So not even the normal days, but it becomes something that it, it pervasive in our life. Right. So as a, I would say as a Christ follower, as a person who wants to devote my life to God, I have like a rule of firsts. So the first uh, day of the week, God gets it. And so I try to turn my phone off all day. 
the fur I don't work right delight in the Lord have recreation have fun um, you're giving you're resting for one day a week um, that's called Sabbath and then you're giving your first of the day to the Lord which means your phone's put away you know you're not giving your first moments of the day to your phone you're giving your first moments mm-hmm. to the Lord and then like the firsts of the year so like give our first month to the Lord we usually do fasting and prayer during our first month we give our first of our finances to the Lord we give our first of our attention to the Lord we give our first and our best to God and I feel like that is the thing that I try to <laughs> to stand on the most in our spirituality because I feel like it sets the tone for everything else mm-hmm. and says no I'm not living for myself no I'm not living for my phone no I'm not living for these distractions I'm setting this part aside and most of the time it works if we can get it to happen. Right. <laughs> if we fight for yeah. the focus, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, there's a million things, but I'm just really, I'm just really concerned. Um, I'm concerned about our people. I'm not as concerned. I'm concerned about young people, but I'm more concerned about our older generations who the phone has kind of tricked them and they don't even know that for years now they've been silent to the world and silent to their friends and silent to their family because the phone has kind of tricked them. They've lulled them to sleep in a way. So I'm real concerned about our people today. And so that's why we want to talk about it. And hopefully we continue this discussion and figure out ways that we can overcome the distractions in our life. That's particularly from technology. It's hard. I think, so you mentioned recently just treating distractions as if they're sin, which might sound crazy, right? Because, like, not all distractions are sin, necessarily. A lot of them aren't. (laughs) But if we treat them like they're sin, if we treat them as something to, like, almost, like, respect, right? That, like, it can be dangerous, then perhaps we won't write them off so easily or allow them to creep in so frequently that it just takes over everything because I mean we've we've really been guilty of that in our house particularly in seasons where it gets it gets colder and we're like inside more and right. and in Michigan it's like <laughs> there's hardly any sun yeah right so it gets hard you almost want to like hunker down and you want to do like cozy things and like chill out and watch movies or whatever and it it tends to mean more distraction. You're more tired, all mm-hmm. of those things. But if we treat them as if they're dangerous because they take away that margin in our life where the Lord could speak to us if we were listening. Yeah. <laughs> we're not listening, right? We're too busy being distracted. If we, yeah. But if we treat them that way, I think that maybe just being more conscious of them, that alone could create more margin in our lives for... Um, to spend more time with Jesus, to be more available right. to the people around us. So, yeah, and that's uh, that's good, babe. That's a good challenge. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today. We're gonna continue talking about this, and if you have any questions or you want to talk about this or something else, let us know. We'll talk more. Uh, email us or text us. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for coming. Bye. <laughs>